This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I'm Genesee. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, what do I call you? Mr. Death? Death? Boss? Not yet. I'm Kevin. You will see this old man who looks similar to what Mithrin used to look like, but about 15 years older. And you will see that his entire hand is just basically one giant fan brace, all just armored to, like, the nth degree. But he looks you right in the eye and he says, Well met. I'm Florian. First, let me introduce myself. I'm Carl. And I'm Timsey, the despotic DM of Death Before Dishonor. Dastardly dashing ahead with all sorts of freeform creative ideas on the fly. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And I'm Tinzian, the slightly delayed because Tushar did not say anything. Get to be snowbound, DM. <laughs> And, I, and I'm Tushar, I guess one of these special guests that didn't know he was supposed to go before Tinsy in my bed. <laughs> well, there you go. Today is January the 22nd on Friday, and this is episode 181, I believe, in an almost weekly series starring a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. So, last week, uh, we were wandering through the Mind Palace of uh, Cesar and finding some interesting inventions and letters that were left. And I'm going to let Tinsian catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. So, we have a little bit of uh, time here and pretty packed place due to the snow that's about to happen. So, if we suddenly disconnect, then you all know what happened. Uh, I assume we're recording, so that is good. And I'd like to introduce uh, His Eminence, the Brown Pope. Uh, into the podcast um, kind of threw him in as a character idea and totally a one shot guest thing for the moment and we're going to see how this all rolls it could uh, tumble in the flames or it could be um, pure genius but uh, you may remember the sound of the voice he played Bert at one point in time mm, probably about two years ago Something like so that. now um Genesee, because you have for three weeks in a row remembered the correct episode number, mm-hmm. wow. we're going to do treasure. <gasps> treasure. You love, you love treasure, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, I want you to look to your left. Uh-huh. Okay, open up the um, the pipe container. Yeah, pipe right. chest. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, no, it's the one on the floor. By the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Like, literally? Yeah. We're going to go yeah. get something from it? Yeah, Ooh. open okay. it up. Don't take your headphones off, though. It's a diamond ring. Seriously? 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 Fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> sure. It's dice. What? It's all the dice that I've been looking for for the last, like, four months. And every time we play, I'm like, I don't have any dice. I can't find the dice. Where are the dice? Wow. That's amazing. Um, hail to the Christmas tree bin. Okay. No, that's great. Thank you. Seriously. 
So now, um, Yay! make your roll to see if this uh, if it's gone, gone well or not. Okay. In our last episode, Xanatari thinks it's Mind Palace. I personally think it's a real place. People don't really know what the heck is going on. However, the Cesar Vault. We've been exploring it, found some things, and uh, made some discoveries within the um, office area that has Carl believing that you are perhaps Bruce Wayne and Cesar Man. Cesar. <laughs> but uh, you've also made some grisly discoveries of um, a bunch of bodies that have been entirely defleshed yep. and uh, left. And where we left off was Carl and the rest of you were in a large appears to be some sort of bedroom, probably yours, within this thing. And there are a number of large statues of Cesar all around the room. One of them had a bag next to it, or something that looked like a bag. Yet, um, Carl decided to poke the bag and was about to be attacked by something that was flashing daggers or claws or whatever. To set the scene, we have Carl... Versus a three-foot-tall something that appears to be covered in um, white or decaying or putrefying I probably invented a word there, but deal with it. <laughs> uh, flesh. So. Your eminence. The brown. Yes. What's wrong? Oh. So, can, you, can you hear us okay there? Yeah, I gave you fine, so it's my turn to go. Okay, it is your turn to go. You are going to um, describe some sort of attack towards Carl, because that's what we're picking up. Okay. Uh, well, I am uh, have a lot of moving parts to me that you may not be able to see under the uh, delicious flesh that I've seen. You see, my favorite scroll from uh, this time period was Silence of the Drow, so... I've taken all these little fleshy bits and wear it out. Uh, so what I like to do sometimes is chuck gears at people because I'm made of lots of them. Uh, the specific one in my shoulder that's uh, just can kind of take out and wing whenever I feel like it. And uh, generally has a kind of a boomerang action that'll throw, hit everything in the room, and then come back. Okay. Carl, you are being attacked. Uh, range weapon, but short distance, but has a slight element of surprise. What would you like? What would you like to to do here? Um, probably got some crazy monk power that does something when attacked. <laughs> so maybe some kind of. I've got an water gives may immediate interrupt. Um, what? Um, oh, it gives me an opportunity to make an attack before the uh, actual attack uh, connects. Okay. So, um, let's see. I'm in striking distance still. Um. Yeah. You're you're still pretty you're still pretty close. You can you can do something. So essentially, he's going to attack. And both of you are going to co-attack at the same time, um, just due to range and distance. So, but you get to describe what you're going to do first, and then 
Um, Tushar has already described what he's throwing, and then we'll try to fight, figure out some sort of resolution here. So Carver tried to um, grab the uh, creature or apparition or whatever with both hands and uh, chuck him head first against the ceiling of the room. Okay. What is Carl's strength? Uh, strength is, let's see, oh, 20. Okay. Alrighty. Um, Zenitari, since you now have dice... Unfortunately, I don't have a character sheet, but you know it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're good. We'll just do it in our own Baby half-assed steps. way that we always do. Um, Tushar, above or below uh, 10. Sorry, above, <laughs> over, above or below... Yeah, above or below 10 on a d20. We'll go above. Okay. Um, Zenitari, mm-hmm. go ahead and roll a d20. Three. Okay. Carl, you are able to make your attack. The problem is is that the automaton is rather heavy. And some of the skin, as you're going up um, and throwing him up, uh, comes off in your hands, comes away from the, um, the mechanical creature. So you don't get it too far up in the air but you are able to get it off the ground a bit okay so not actually throwing but more holding it yeah but if it, as as you're as you're picking it up though the what you're mm. holding on to oh, um okay. the flesh comes away so i mostly just chuck the flesh up in the air yes but you, in, in 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 grabbing it and trying to do stuff, you do get it off the ground a little bit. But uh, Cesar, can you, um, Carl, above or below ten? Um, below. Okay, Cesar, if you would please. Seventeen. Okay. Carl, you are, however, subjected to a uh, the gear as it's coming up and is being thrown. It um, would have been something close enough that it could have come into contact with your chest. But as you're doing things and it's coming around, it uh, comes across and cuts into the top of your shoulder. Ouch. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, Carl's gonna make well about the sound that I just made and uh, take a step back and yeah, shut up! Wow, we've got something here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cesar. Hello. What would um, you like to do? You have been alerted that there is something going on and there's a sudden flurry of activity. All right. Can I see that there's attacking and whatnot happening? Something has happened and there's a projectile that has been um, thrown across Carl. And two things are being launched and smack wetly into the ceiling. Got it. Um, I would like to make a perception check to, to check the rest of the room to see if I can see any other signs of movement okay. or something else. 
33. Okay. Um, Tushar, how many arms do you have? Four. Are they all attached? Uh, no. The two that would traditionally be where a humanoid's arms would be are where their arms would be. And the other two I use as melee weapons. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, apparently there is nothing that is about to come jumping out from behind you, uh, Cesar. It appears okay. to be one source of disturbance. Okay. Um, can I see that not Carl is what hit the ceiling? Can, like, can I can I safely assume that what hit the ceiling, or can I tell that that's not Carl? You can tell that that was not Carl. Okay. I would like to fire at it. Okay, but you will have to fire through Carl. Unless you risk, wish to um, intrigue me, bearing in mind that I do hold a one uh, on you in the bank. Um, for the fact that uh, Tushar's mechanical clockwork monstrosity is perhaps exposed, having been lifted up a bit. If you, if you wish to intrigue me, I can consider this. <laughs> oh, Carl's face. <laughs> However, you will hit Carl otherwise. Um... Hmm. You want me to come back to you? Sure. Xanatari. He really has to ponder this. Okay. Um, I would like to roll a perception because I'm curious if this uh, being is undead. Because it's got desiccated flesh and gears, so is it considered okay. undead? Go ahead and roll. Huh, two, but then I've got my usual. So, uh, what is it, 18? Um, no, it does not appear to be undead. Well, crap. Okay, uh, Carl was at the statue. I had just come into the room and gone a different direction. Am I close enough to this to be considered in striking distance? No. No, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to move... I'm going to move as one of my actions closer, and then uh, okay. I'm just going to wait. I mean, I'll prepare myself. I'll pull out my sword and everything, but uh, I have an interrupt I may want to throw out there, so I'm going to wait a little bit. Okay. Cesar? Okay. So... <coughs> Sorry. Um trying to still formulate this what um you know what this is like his turf you know like this is his this is his boudoir ostensibly <laughs> I mean I would yeah. I would hope so I don't know who else Has three who beds. else would be really? yeah with statues of Cesar uh, all around really? there ha- really and, and, and there has been a lot of flesh been thrown around in this room probably Ew. Oh. <laughs> ooh Um, so he feels pretty confident, even more so than usual, and, um, 
you know, safe. I think we can all pretty much say that he isn't overly careful when it comes to his compatriots. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, so, but he's, he will take sort of an extra moment, uh, to sort of line up his shot. He's not going to just shoot from the hip and just hope. Um, so I don't know if you want to put a penalty to damage or something. I don't know, but he is going to kneel down and brace himself. Um, if there's a bed there, like maybe like, like, prop himself on the bed and take aim and fire at this this thing. Okay. And, you know, kind of he'll cross his fingers as he does it that he doesn't hit Carl. Now, are, are we dealing with a potential 1970s TV show montage scene of Cesar thinking about this room Will there be and some, the possibilities? Like, what's that? <clears throat> What's that guy, the million-dollar man, where you hear that noise? Is he going to throw it slow like that? Yes. Is there because that may or may not incur a penalty? You're actually going to hear very faintly the final countdown. Okay. Wow, you just scored big, buddy. All righty. Well... I'm I'm yeah. I was going to go penalty heavy, no. but I'm going to wipe the penalty now, and big. I'm going to simply say because it is Carl's potential life in the balance here. Carl, above or below ten? Hmm. Oh, it was, but, um, let's just say uh, below again. Below. Okay. Sanitari. Yes. Okay, I'm going to use the black D20 for death. We use a D10. Know. Use a D10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl. Uh. <coughs> okay, it's an 11. Now, Dungeon Master, you have to describe this really in detail because I do have something I can do here, but I need to like know as though I was there what's going to happen. Well, um, Cesar was almost mark-on, almost tactically perfect in his execution. Okay, because of that word almost, I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) We're using radiant armor. It's interrupt. Uh, A shining, magical armor is going to appear in front of Carl, surrounding him completely for a few seconds uh, with this cast. And it is a daily. Okay. Um, Cesar, by the way, what arrow are you using? I mean, bolt. <coughs> I was going to use ethereal chill. Okay. <laughs> to describe this then um, with Sanitari's input, and I don't know where on the screen I am, so I'm just kind of pointing where it is mm-hmm. to me, all Brady Bunch style here. Cesar is tactically perfect for the most part. <laughs> and for the most part. The important phrase there. The bolt launches forth from the crossbow, sails perfectly through the room, almost kind of jinks around one of the statues just because it's that good. Would be perfectly fine, except for the fact that at this point, Carl turns his head and starts to say, Miss Sanitari, before his entire head. 
the shape around his head and the airspace around his head is turned into a block of ice. <laughs> Just kind of this thing like he got splatted with a, uh, a cream pie, but it is made of ice. Thankfully, though, due to Xanatari's um, skill, it falls immediately to the floor. I'm just going to shake my head. <laughs> However, these amateurs. Carl, 200 experience points for attempting to bias the dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheating is rewarded. For you to display that level of chutzpah as a player, <laughs> which you have not done yet, I have to reward it this time. I may reward it again in the future, or I may penalize it heavily. But for right now, well done. <laughs> it's not cheating, it's a loophole. <laughs> okay. Um, but you take no damage from Cesar, but you take six points from Tushar. From the automaton. Okay? Okay. Tushar. You're up. Yes. Okay, well, uh, seeing that my gear hits and is lodged into uh, uh, his shoulder and seeing the whole ice show and everything, the, the structure starts getting very excited uh, because he enjoys this kind of stuff somehow and uh, starts uh, screaming, now that's what I call Netflix and chill. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like the penguin. Uh, so he starts uh, moving. To, uh, he's going to move toward uh, to get my gear back because this is lodged in his shoulder. It's not coming back boomerang style like he normally does, and I feel a hole in my shoulder that is now exposed if it's not back in there. Okay, are you going to attempt any attack while doing this, or you're just going to try to grab and? Well, I think the construct. Uh, one of its attacks is a grapple attack because uh, he's got so many gears that can catch on and latch on to things that he can grab and pick stuff up. So while he's grabbing the gear out of his shoulder, he's going to try to basically pick him up and throw him across the room with great mechanical strength. Okay. Cesar, you are... Sorry, um, Carl, you are finding yourself starting to be entangled, all judo BJJ style. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that based on your training, you will have an opportunity to try and counterattack, or if you wish to try and purely escape, um, what would you like to do? Yeah, you um, try to do some sort of um, judo through, uh, judo through essentially uh, taking the extended arm from the autonomous Tomaton <laughs> and um, try to move in into a, some sort of um, uh, arm lock, so um, wrestle him to the floor and keep his, its arms uh, outstretched. Okay. Carl, who do you pick as your rolling champion? Uh, they failed both last time. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's say um, uh, Eric again because uh, Centauri was last. Okay. Um, we are going to do a test of skill. Okay. 
So uh, both Xanatari and uh, Cesar will roll d20s, five of them. And we are going to see who comes up with the most number above 13. Okay. So begin rolling your five. You said above 13? Mm hmm. I have one 13 tie and two above. Okay. I only have one above, and it was a 20. Oh! Well, I'm going to honor the 20. And unfortunately, Your Eminence, um, you're going up against a monk. So, Carl, in proper Death D4 fashion, since you have a 20, you need to describe in some epic way that you're... Uh, Attack goes off, and the results of your attack. Doing your throw. Okay. Or whatever you're going to do. So, Carl starts to his basic, uh, say, Aikido-like training, and manages to step aside from the attack, gripping um, the arm of the automaton with both hands, and tries to slam into the ground, but, uh, well, if I'm allowed to say this, uh, the arms comes up, and Carl's uh, <coughs> uh, looks at the arm in his hands, hands shakes his hand and um, uses to, um, the arm to clobber the creature over the head. Okay. Uh, your eminence, you take six points of damage. Okay. Cesar. Yes. You were good, almost perfect, but not quite. Right. I know the, the sting of defeats in the course of history becomes less and less, but for right now it's pretty raw. What would you like to yeah. do? Just go sulk, I guess. Go sulk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you are able to guesstimate where the dry bar is. <laughs> I know where it would be. Yep. Um, uh, I think he's going to try, you know, he'll see that, you know, obviously if he just keeps hitting Carl, he won't you know, be able to claim the glory of being the hero of the battle, so he's going to, rather than attack, he's going to try to flank around so that he gets a, a clearer shot on this thing. Okay. Anything else that you would like to do as a possible minor action? Just make sure my crossbow is reloaded and ready to go. Okay. Very good. Uh, Xenatari has saved Carl's bacon once already this episode. What would you like to do this time? You were now getting close enough that you could do a strike or something. Yes. Uh, I'm going to probably use my thundering wind, I think. Okay. And, hey, I have sound effects for it. Um, so, basically, what I want to do is pull Carl, unless, unless the automaton has an actual grip, on Carl, which I, I don't know if it's still nope. holding him. Okay, nope. I'm going to pull Carl within five squares of where I am. So basically away and back away from from this uh, automaton. Okay. So while I'm doing that, uh, I will have my sword and I'm going to hit. Um, so it is versus AC 21. 
Okay, you are able to make a hit. Okay. Very good. Tushar. Okay, well, Carl has uh, disarmed the automaton with one of its arms. So he still has uh, one arm that he can use as a club after being clubbed with his own arm for six points of damage. Um... So he kind of takes a step back and tries to regroup and figure out what he's going to do next because now everyone's starting to move away from him. And uh, he decides that uh, this fight would go a lot better if it was in the dark. And turns out all the lights. Okay. And he can, uh, he can see in the dark to some extent for more than a humanoid or uh, any other biological could, because he's got those special circuits that are all in his head, so he can see uh, being a clockwork and all. So, all the lights in the room go out, and he starts screaming with glee, excited that the fight's getting so uh, so violent. Okay. For fairness sake, I will say that for orientation purposes, the party is able to see the light under the doorway, leading out into the hallway that they came into. Okay. All right, uh, Carl, you have been uh, teleported back suddenly. Okay. And um, Xanatari is not directly in between you and where the automaton last was that you were aware of. And the lights just went out? Lights just went out, but um, given your training, you'll have an idea as to where distance is on your attack. But uh, he's not currently, um, well, fighting. So he uses this sort of interrupt in the in the in the battle to say, um, "Excuse me, Mister uh, Mister Roboto." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I was waiting for it. <laughs> You're probably guarding this place, so. You don't have to. We have got a owner of the Caesarium right here. So you can step down. And while he's saying this, he's trying to hear if it's um, automaton is moving and try to, grab, uh, to track its position. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a perception check, please. That's, oh, it's a two on the dice, which makes it... Um, Almost fun for me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 11 total, so... Okay, um... You can guesstimate that... I'm back. Some, you can guesstimate um, with an 11 that uh, somewhere in front of you is the... <laughs> okay. Uh... Cesar. Hello. You have, um... Moved around, you are loaded. What do you bring? Yep. To um, well, uh, Cesar does have those uh, goggles that give him low-light vision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is darker than that or not, but... I will allow it. Okay. So it's, it's black and white, but he can see 
relatively well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and is is this creation in sort of plain view? Uh, now it is, yes, based on your can, moving around. Can he tell at this point that it is um, a you know like an a, a clockwork kind of thing? Most assuredly. It, it is it is covered in flesh, kind of like a Frankenstein's monster sort of right. thing. But mm-hmm. you can tell enough that design wise that it's okay. Um, Someone's been playing too much Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty synth. Um, uh, before I do anything, can I make like I don't know if it would be like an Arcana check on it to since obviously Caesar's got like a pretty good sense of these things to see if he has a sense of maybe its purpose or a, a good way to disable it or something like that. You can do an arcana check, but your following action will have a penalty to it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, go ahead and make a roll. Because knowledge is power. Uh, 34. It is um, a much larger variant of one of your mechanical men that you send out as part of a swarm Mm -hmm. to attack. So it's it's definitely a combat one. Got it. But it's giant size. As far as its purpose within the Caesarium is unknown, but could be a guard, could be something. But clearly it is develops um, a personality that is not inherent within your um, original design. Okay. Um, Let's see. What are we going to do here, then? Um, Okay. Let's do um, another sort of at-will power just a aggravating force attack. Okay. It does damage, and then if it hits the an ally, gets a, a bonus to attack on an. Okay. Um, Carl. Above or below ten? Uh, I'd say above this time. <laughs> okay. Um. Tushar, you don't have any dice with you, correct? Uh, I'm using an RNG from Excel so I can roll these. Okay. Uh, let me know if it is 14 or higher. It is a 16. Okay. Tushar, you are hit with an aggravating force, perhaps a mail pamphlet um, <laughs> announcing a sale or something along those lines. But you take damage just as your kind of gleeful spiel and and announcement uh, happens. You are immediately hit, and Cesar, who do you want the bonus to go towards? It's whoever attacks next. That would be Xanatari. Okay, well, Xanatari has terrible low-light vision um, and would be completely blind in this situation. So she's going to reach down and grab a hold of Winter the Wolf's coat just mm-hmm. so she doesn't get terribly lost. And <laughs> Seeing eye dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and reach around in her backpack. And when she finds her trusty sphere, Bert, 
I'm going to pull him out and light okay. out the entire room. Okay, so do you set Bert in orbit, or do you are you still holding Bert? I'm going to hold Bert with one hand, um, and when I kind of orient myself, I will let go of Winter and use that hand, which is my sword hand. But I don't want to have Bert orbit my head, because that would be a lovely target. Okay, um, so you take the time to put your sword away? No, I, ha- I mean, I'm holding it, and I'm holding the wolf. I can't swing the sword, but I've got it kind of like, you know... Okay. All right. The room uh, goes dark. There's a smack. You're seeing stars or whatever mechanics, mechanical objects see. And suddenly there is a... What color light, uh, Zanatari, do you wish to use this time? Um, there is a bright blue light that fills the room. Okay. So, um, thinking that he was going to be advantageous in the dark, not knowing that anybody was going to turn the lights back on, and now that Cesar has kind of moved over to his flank and he sees fully uh, what's going on, he feels very confused. He looks over at Cesar and says, Hey, look at that! That's a pretty good-looking guy! And, (laughs) And then starts thinking about it a little bit and gets confused because he thinks that this is his place. There's a you imposter! What do you think you're doing trying to attack me? Can't you see all these statues of me all over the place? Get out of my house! And starts flipping out because uh, you're invading his domain. So uh, upon seeing uh, Cesar in the light and thinking he's an imposter, he takes the gear that he took out of Carl, uh, Carl's shoulder and wings it at Cesar. Okay. Um... Above or below. Above or below ten. Uh, we'll go with below. Cesar, above or below ten. Uh, above. Okay. Sanitari. Mm. It's rolled. One and twenty. <laughs> Woohoo! Well, it was only asked to roll once, so we have. <laughs> <laughs> We have for them individually. Okay. <laughs> um, we have to go with the one. So, uh, Cesar, since it is you being attacked, um, it is from your perspective. How shall uh, Tushar's attack fail in the glorious Destiny Four? He rolled a one by proxy. Mm. Um, nature, tell us tell us this tale. Um. Well, it's pretty straightforward. So, you know, he again notices um, how handsome Cesar is, and he sort of falters as he throws the gear. And Stunned the, by your beauty. Yeah, there's a lot of velocity lost, and Cesar sees it coming, and uh, rather than duck out of the way, he basically just bare hands it out of the air, takes a look at it, and says, oh, not bad, and he puts it in his pouch, one of his pouches, the appropriate one. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to allow you a counterattack. Or at least a chance for witty dialogue. Okay. Um, Roll for witty repartee. Thank you. <laughs> um, he is going to um, 
why you know he slips that gear into his pouch in one of his belt pouches, and then in another one pulls out the sort of like shiniest piece of just like flat metal he can find something hopefully he has that can maybe show somewhat of a reflection mm-hmm. and um he will pull it up and hold it out to this creation and say uh uh, statues of you, take a look! Now, do you do a Clash of the Titans style in the Medusa realm, um, Medusa layer, or do you just kind of, like, be, like, your standard represent? Um, he'll just try to get the, the, I mean, he's, it's not a great mirror, so I'm assuming, so he's just gonna try to get the best angle for this thing to possibly be able to see it, itself in it. Genesis okay. like, I've got an app for that! <laughs> <laughs> Sanitari. Yes. What would you like to do? Uh, well, noticing that there's something going on here that may dissolve the uh, the hostility and, you know, get things back to where they should be, I don't really want to attack him because that would distract him from his, uh, you know, examination. So I'm just going to move within, you know, hitting distance and kind of between him and Carl. So... You know, I'm thinking of it as though, you know, says they're facing him, he's here. I'm going to kind of go to flank him around the other side and kind mm-hmm. of stay around Carl. Okay. I must warn you that uh, Bert is starting to grow warm, and you hear every once in a while a crackle and a snap. Not a pop? Mm, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, your eminence. You have a situation <laughs> developing around you. Do you so, wish to see the mirror or react? What, what is what is your? Well, uh, thinking in fact that he is uh, Caesar, he's going to be attracted to shiny and uh, treasure-like objects. So he's seeing what Caesar is putting up in front of him. So mm-hmm. while he's looking at that, he sees kind of a dull reflection of himself and sees his gears all exposed and, you know, whatever bits of flesh are still left on him after this point in the fight kind of starting to slough off and hit the floor, especially the two pieces that Carol threw up into the ceiling that have now fallen right down in front of his face because they were stuck up there the entire time. And uh, starts getting very confused and uh, starts asking Cesar, how come your gears don't show? Uh, Because he thinks that that's just how all creatures are. Um, he starts becoming enraged, not knowing what's going on and very confused, and uh, would try to take the remaining, well, his third arm that he still has that he's able to wield as a club and start going after Cesar with it because he still thinks that Cesar's the imposter. Okay. Carl, somewhere along there, I think your grandmother and your great-great-grandmother and a dog that you didn't own but saw somewhere on a street have just been insulted. Mortally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What would you like to do? Grandmother from the human side or orcish side? (laughs) Good question. question. (laughs) What would you like to do in this situation? Oh... He'll uh, tries to anticipate the movement of Yotamatan and 
using the ability called Rainfall Stomp, uh, pounds on the creature. Okay. And uh, what does Rightful Stomp do? Rainfall Stomp, um, it uh, makes uh, the monk basically um, jump on top of the uh, of another creature and uh, immobilize it by well stomping it into the ground. Okay. <laughs> Above or below ten? Above. Cesar. Please. Sixteen. Okay. Um, you are able to jump on top of the uh, automaton as it starts to move after Cesar. And he tries to hold the automaton uh, down on the floor and yells out to Cesar, uh, Mrs. Cesar, which part should I remove to make it stop moving? What do you know or not? Um, well, based on a smaller version, you probably have a, an idea. Take its head off! <laughs> um, well, uh, you gotta reach through, you see the, the, the sort of thick, goopy, fleshy part right there? Gotta reach through there and, and root around, you feel something that feels, uh, spherical. You gotta twist that, uh, clockwise, and pull it out. <laughs> Just chop his head off, Sanatorio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Cesar. Um, does he see Carl begin to attempt that, or? Uh, it's all kind of happening at. I think he'll time, hold his. Sure. He'll hold his action until he sees if if Carl can succeed, okay. and if not, he will do it himself. Any response to what has been said so far? <coughs> uh, just what he shouted at Carl. Okay. Uh, Zenitari. Uh, I want to use one of my lightning attacks because I figure electricity is probably not great for automatons. Okay. Um, so first, <laughs> I use my minor action and summon a cup of water, which okay. I will then dump on top of the automaton just for a nice conductor. Okay. And then I will use one of my just basic lightning attacks, so... 14 versus AC? Um, you know, the gods, which you are very familiar with, mm. can be fickle. However, the DM can have a long memory and exercise <laughs> a one that is available. Oh, great. And you are indeed successful in dumping water upon the automaton so that it it kind of pools wherever there happens to be a depression or something along those lines. And you are successful with your lightning attack for full... Actually, you know what? Let's make a critical damage. How much damage does it normally do? Uh, Eight. Okay. It's going to do 16 points of damage. Nice. However... um, Carl has his hand buried <laughs> oh. into the body yep. where the water has run into. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And takes 16 points of electrical damage. Uh, sorry, Carl. <laughs> and a further 8 points of damage, Carl, because um, the 
convulsions and stuff cause you to jack both kneecaps <laughs> and sharp bladed like gears. Um, so unfortunately, uh, that hurts. And you are now known as Cloak Clasp. <laughs> oh. Well, that got for the honorary drow. Oh. And Sanitari's Sanitari's legacy of zapping things, which hasn't been mentioned in two episodes. <laughs> Completely right back into 2016 and just for added emphasis it is the best best damn thunder peel possible I mean the acoustics in this room is just damn that is more bad oh man I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry I'm 90% sorry affects the hearing of everybody in the room, with the exception of Xanatari, who can hear the pop, crackle, and sizzle of the attack going off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Curl's not amused. Um, <laughs> Xanatari yells out, I'll fix that later! <laughs> Before you do that, Xanatari, are you striking a pose when you do your attack? You know, any sort of like a pointing or whatever? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, why not? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I have that special bit on my sword that you know, helps to conduct the, the uh, electricity and the lightning. So I'm definitely going to be, you know, Castle Grayskulling it for, for the whole, <laughs> whole event. Um... In fact, some of that bluish light from uh, Bert is starting to creep into your sword, along with some of the heat. Okay. And um, that is presently pointed towards Carl at the moment. Mm. So, um, hi, Carl. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> the look on the look on his face in video is is priceless. <laughs> yeah. Um. Your Eminence, you are on the ground. You have a monk on top of you, uh, crisping nicely. Should be done in the next uh, ten, 10 minutes or so and serve promptly. But uh, what do you want to do? You, He's kind of rooting around somewhere in you, and you've taken some secondary damage just because of stuff, so there's six points of damage for you. Um, what do you want to do? Well, uh, the automaton finds this whole episode extremely hilarious <laughs> because of the, uh, series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket style, uh, that happened to, uh, Carl from Xanatari's epic critical lightning. Uh, and while he's on the ground with Carl's hand, which is now kind of starting to burn and get a little crispy, and sees the... Uh, look on his face, which is probably the same as it is right now, he gets uh, very uh, amused and says, well, well, that's no way to conduct yourself. No. <laughs> oh. 
So, uh... <laughs> the worst version of Cesar ever. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, tries to, he tries to get up and uh, shake Carl off of his back, which he thinks should be easy since he's not sure he can move very well, and then uh, continue on towards Cesar. Okay. Um, we're going to um, do one roll between um, Xanatari and Cesar. And we're going to call out the numbers, and whoever's got the highest number, we'll see what happens. 20. 20. 15. 8. So who had, who had the uh, the 15? Me. Okay. Um, you are still pinned. Too sure? You can okay. you can move around, but you are not able to escape the escape the grasp. Okay. Um, but uh, you feel that, given enough force, you might be able to get away. But right now, he's still kind of shakingly grasping onto something deep down in you. Okay. Well, uh, as all good clockwork robots or automatons or androids or whatever you will call it has. They do have some defense mechanisms when somebody tries to tamper with their power switch. So uh, the gears that are surrounding the small switch that Cesar has instructed Carol to uh, reach into, grab, and turn clockwise uh, grips onto Carol's hand and tries to basically crunch it off to protect itself from dying. However, that would be nice, yet the piece that he is going after is not the actual power switch. So, Carl, in a miraculous uh, turn of events for you, um, you can feel something whirling viciously near your hand that's down there, but um, your hand still feels like it's attached, but you've taken a bloody lot of damage. Do you have uh, reactions that you would like to do, possibly with some impairment thrown in for a penalty later on? <laughs> well, <clears throat> being a half-orc, he's got a lot of natural body hair, and which all now stands up at an angle from his skin, <laughs> with little <laughs> sparks arcing between the hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it looks kind of confused and it's probably the first time that anyone has uh, heard Carl cursing and he just pulls his hand back out and says ah damn it and begins pounding on this the creature with all his might <laughs> just both hands and <laughs> pummeling to the ground okay um, Tushar, you're going to take some amount of damage that I haven't quite figured out yet, but, okay. uh, more so, you're pinned and you're being pummeled, so that's going to impact you the next time around. But, for now, we go to Cesar. Alright, so, seeing that he's having trouble disabling the thing, he's going to... You know, try to attempt to do it himself, basically. Get in there and pull out that part he was referring to. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, above or below 10? Below. Okay, sanitary. I need d20, please. 15. Okay. 
I will say that, uh, Cesar, you are able to get in there, but you are not able to do um, anything this round. So you're not able to get, get in and actually pull anything, but you're able to get over there and start getting your hands into the um, okay into the mix. But great. Otherwise, you're you know you grab onto something and it's not what you're looking at and okay so forth. Inventory. Uh, at this point, I'm going to let go of Bert and have him orbit because there's no real uh, secret where we are, and he's getting hot. Mm-hmm. So while he's doing that, I am moving uh, towards the automaton, and if I'm within reach, I'm just going to start stabbing at it. Okay. Um, above or below ten. Below. Okay, Carl. I'm going to let you roll. <laughs> yes. Put a drawing though, and it's a two again. It is a two. Okay. Um, Carl, before your eyes, and also less so uh, before Caesar's, but um, as you're coming up and as you're pounding, um, there's a blade that is suddenly going in and out of um, the automaton. But it's sort of the Russian roulette style kind of things where it's you're pounding, but it's just okay. barely missing you. Thus informing you that Xanatari is indeed on the scene. <laughs> um, however, as you're hitting it, you are feeling an electrical discharge every time that you are now, anytime that the, the blade hits mm-hmm. and comes back out and you punch it. There is a bit of uh, the hair on you stands a little bit more pronounced. It doesn't get to relax. It's not doing damage to you right now, but you there's something going on with the sword as well. Hmm. And there's actually a couple a couple of the incisions um, are starting to glow blue. So, I imagine this as Carl um, pressing the, pre- uh, pre- uh, the automaton to the ground with his fingers outstretched and the blade of Centauri's um, sword <laughs> steps between the spaces in his fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's going, wow, great skill, Mr. Centauri. <laughs> but, but I completely should- tried that. <laughs> but I there's some kind of blue light and what's it's it's doing, Mr. Cesar? <laughs> um actually let me uh also um Tushar, you are being stabbed, you are being pummeled. Um however, the object of your hatred or worship or whatever it is that you are doing is now at your side on you trying to pull stuff out but within within arm or arm's reach oh okay um well uh, as i become or as it, the automaton becomes very aware that it's being stabbed repeatedly over and over and over and it's uh got a uh, monk sitting at his side that's beating it mercilessly, even though he himself is probably within an inch of his life. Um, 
when he feels uh, Cesar reaching in and trying to grab the switch, uh, again, in an act of self-preservation, he at least tries to push him away. Uh, so on one side, he's getting stabbed over and over, but at least he knows that if he has one arm free, he can push Cesar away from uh, turning him off, because if he's turned off, then he can't defend this uh, place that is his. Okay. All right. Um, Carl, you were noting that something was going on. Any particular actions from you? <clears throat> so he looks to his uh, friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I so, guess. Um, <laughs> um, maybe this creature is going to explode, so you better um, step back while I still hold it, and you can maybe heal me after it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get a sense that it's going to explode? You're not sure what's happening. Cesar, you've also been asked um, if you know what is going on. but it is now your turn for whatever you want to do. Uh, does Cesar know what's going on? Um, in this case, no, but generally sharp pointy things going into electronics or mechanical things isn't always a great yeah. thing. Um, it's up to you if you want to fight off the push-away attempts. Uh, yes, he, the... will, he wants to get that the power source out. Because hopefully, even if something is going to go bad, if that if he gets that out, maybe that'll stop it. Okay. Zenitari, does he? Fight off the attempt to be pushed away. I think so. Uh, because, okay. you know, he's got a lot... Uh, the automaton has a lot on his, uh, on his body to deal with right now, so I don't think he's going to be completely focused where he should be. Okay. All right. Um, you're able to uh, maneuver around in a way where um, the automaton has the ability to grasp you if it wants to, but you're still able to make a a roll. Do you just want to try to reach in and grab for this thing or do something else? No, that's it. I want to get that out. Okay. Above or below 10? Below. Um, Sanitary. Hmm. I think you should face each other and have a giant hug, and then you can pull it out right then. I was kind of hoping for, like, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but... Oh, I see. <laughs> I was, okay. I'm sad. This situation makes me sad. It's very sad. Okay. Um, Cesar? Hmm. If you were aiming for one thing and completely missed, but was still able to hit something else, what would you hit? <laughs> Um, maybe like, um, some sort of inhibitor or something like that, that like regulates the power flow from there, since that's sort of where I'm rooting around. Okay. There is a popping and smashing sound and a greenish yellow energy starts to pour out of light starts to pour out of wherever Cesar was just in. 
Uh-oh. Sanitari. It is your turn. Oh, okay. Um, well, Xanatari's not going to listen to Carl, because she feels pretty bad that he's been electrocuted. Uh, and doesn't want to leave him here to just take all the damage, and uh, if this thing does indeed blow up. So the priority for her is to make sure that Cesar can do whatever it is that he's doing, considering that she believes he probably made this in the future. Um, so I'm going to try to grab the arms, or at least try to, like, uh, you know, focus my attack area on the arms of the Tomaton so it can't stop Cesar or push him away. Okay, do you drop your sword? Um, I think so. I think I'll toss my sword, like, away, enough away that no one else can grab it, but, and I'll try to kind of grab the automaton from behind, like, with a big bear hook. Okay. As, um, you drop down to do this, uh, Bert stays in the air, and there is a sound like there is a rapidly winding up turbine. Not that you necessarily know what that sounds like as characters, but... Um, maybe Cesar would have an idea that something is winding up to to speed. But it's almost kind of like this whistling in the air that's just starting to really build up. Your Eminence, your end is perhaps nigh. <laughs> you may have Nene of your <laughs> revenge, or not revenge, but your attempt to defend your... Your keep, your castle, your home has perhaps failed. Okay, well, um, the automaton is in pretty bad shape right now. Uh, it's taken a decent bit of damage, and uh, Xanatari has it basically locked up. So uh, a lot of the attempts that it's trying to do just to get up and stand are failing. And uh, while Caesar is still rooting around somewhere, whatever he struck, whatever he nicked, or whatever line he cut was uh, that's prompting all this green light to start pouring out of him. He, he knows he only has basically one last-ditch effort to try to defend his home from these invaders and uh, activates his final protocol, um, which is basically a full-system shutdown in an explosion of gears. Okay. That will happen um, the next round, unless it is countered. Okay. okay. Any 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 words that you wish to potentially go out with? <laughs> he angrily and almost like a child starts pouting and yelling at everybody in there and finally looks at Cesar in the end and says, Why are you trying to do this to me? I was just starting to get in gear. <laughs> what a world! What a world! What a world! <laughs> Nicely done. If it mattered to you, the evil enemy. 200 experience points for proper use of a term that has been waiting for the last hour. All right. Carl. There's light. There's extended body hair on you. There's sounds in the air. It's not Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to do? Because uh, even even for you, you can tell that stuff is going to go down. 
and you may or may not want to be part of it. Just no tiny, tiny room with an undistanced nuclear accelerator. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna uh, get. Uh, he feels uh, something coming, and as far as I recall, uh, Santari is still holding uh, holding the creature. So he is taking um, a leap towards her and trying to rip it out from her arms and well roll away with the robot and safely away from his his companions. Okay. Um, Zenitari, before your actions, do you let go when he does this or do you try to fight Carl? No, I'm going to fight Carl. Um... Because I can tell that Cesar has a plan, and he's trying to do something, so the point of grabbing uh, behind this creature and immobilizing him was to give Cesar a chance to do that, and he hasn't really had had one. So uh, I know that Carl's altruistic nature is going try to try to have him interfere here, but I'm not having it. Above or below um, 10, Sanitary? Above. Okay. Um, Cesar? Um, you're muted. 19. Ooh. 19. Um, Carl? Zenitari comes with. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group roll. Okay. Okay. Cesar. Right. Um, well, he senses sort of what's going on with this thing, even though if he doesn't exactly know, and obviously he screwed something up pretty bad there. So, he is going to bail hard. <laughs> but of course he is! Of course he is! Now, because I am a just and wonderful DM, mm -hmm. even though I do hold a one in the bank against you, mm -hmm. I would prefer, and perhaps our listening audience would prefer... As if you rolled a 20. Who was it that ran away when we were in the middle of the giant attack by the god? What was his name? Uh, Baylor or something? Ran away? Sure. N nobody nobody remembers who. Um, I... I <laughs> what, what, what's, what, what, is, what is here the great I have rolled a 20 escape from Cesar? So he um, he immediately, as soon as he senses he nicks the wrong thing, he starts pulling his hand out <coughs> and uh, turning away. He's, with his other hand, sheathing his crossbow. He just wants to be able to get as far away from this thing as he can. Mm -hmm. He um, pulls his hand out as he's doing so. He turns. He sort of pushes himself off of the creature, maybe off of Carl's back a little bit. <laughs> Of course. Um, and he sort of jumps, he vaults over one bed, um, lands on the other side, <coughs> sort of does a tumble roll, uh, sc screeches to a halt, grabs the bed, the bed post of the next one and swings around, and he starts running, and just out of some weird sense, memory in his head, I don't know, he's coming up on the base of one of the statues on his right. 
and he just sort of slams his hand down sort of on the back of it behind one of the legs, mm-hmm. and he hits this button, which slides open a panel in the wall. There's this hidden passageway. <laughs> you yep. know it was an ass button. Um, but it's like a little, it's like a, it's like a crawl space. Um, and so he hits that and sort of slides feet first into this, um, nook or whatever it is, which slides closed behind him. Okay. Now, important question. As you were going over the bed and vaulting in the bed, did you slide in with their pillow? (laughs) Did you take the pillow from the bed? He was, he was asleep as he was sliding in. No. No No pillow? No pillow. Okay. You heard it here. No pillow. (laughs) Fine. Excellent. Sanitari. Grease Lightning has a name. It is Cesar. Carl has attempted to force you away. As Anatari sees Cesar bail, she's felt this feeling well up in her that feels awfully familiar. Uh, So she lets go of the automaton, reaches behind her in her belt, and pulls out the two wonderfully made daggers that she took right in front of Cesar and basically just crosses her arms in front of her on the neck of the automaton trying to take its head off because the only thing she really knows how to do is behead this thing (laughs) to make it stop exploding okay um above or below below Cesar since you are out of the picture right now, we shall have Carl roll. That's a six. Okay. Oh. Now. The room had just started. It is. It is. It, it is coming. <laughs> it is. It is. It is coming to avenge. He said, "Going to take its head off." That's right. Off of the robot. No, you. You just started Skynet. Thanks. Roomba. Um, <laughs> Alright, so you take the head off and um, the crescendo sound that is coming from around Bert kicks even louder and starts to sound like a chorus of angry screaming and Sort of a uh, a ghostly whale, hmm. but um, Carl, you were not around uh, during the adventures in the Drow City below ground, were you? No. Okay. Um, who is going to keep the role for Carl? Which one of you would like to have that honor? I think that since he's going to die, maybe Tushar should. Okay. Carl, above or below 10? <clears throat> above. Above. 17. Carl, your world, um, as everything starts to happen, you see the head vanish from its shoulders. But at the same point in time, uh, Xanatari, pick a color. Like a color I might see in this place, or just any old color? Pick a color. Pink. A bright, perhaps the brightest ever pink color that you have ever seen in your life 
a beam of it goes blasting from above you into the automaton. And the energy coming off of this thing, and literally the beam is about an inch from your face, you can tell that to touch the beam would be death instantly. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you yeah, understand enough to see that, um, well, probably shouldn't touch this and also continue getting away from the thing. And the whole point, um, rolling away with the robot was to get a Centauri and, well, Cesar at the time safe. So, he continued with this and, um, tries to grab a Xanatari and jump away with her. Xanatari is on the other side of the beam. There's oh, you on it, okay. beam, head, Xanatari. So that would not be an advisable course of action. Carl pulls Xanatari right through the beam. <laughs> <laughs> Reaches around the beam. Hey! <laughs> and he couldn't just... So is this uh, filling up a whole corridor or something? And he could uh, just walk around the beam? Um, well, right now, you're on, you were on the ground. You were rolling with it. Beam hit. Um, the head went off. Beam hit. So you're still on the ground. Oh. So what you, what you need right now is if you don't want to touch the beam... You need to convince me of a stylish enough, stylish enough monkey exit from your predicament. Do sure, get List. the image. Um, huh. So, sorry for being stupid, but could you like please run it again? Him, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. You have. You're on sort of the lower portion of the um, the automaton. Okay. You're rolling away with it. Xanatari had just taken the head off, so she so you're laying there. Your your head's not quite on its ass, but you know you're mm -hmm. kind of kind of down around there, where the upper chest was and the remains of the neck. There is this beam that is now blasting through the body. On the other side of the beam is Sanitari and the head of the automaton. So you can back up, you can get up and back up, or you can, you know, roll a different direction. You can get away from the beam. It's just how do you want to get away from okay. the beam? And beams emanating from bird? Um, it's coming from above you. You're not quite sure what's causing it just from your vantage point. But if you start rolling one way or the other, yes, you will see that it's coming from bird. Okay. But you, you, you personally have not seen Bert's death, Bert's, uh, death ray. Okay. Yeah, he'll basically um, trying uh, to push himself uh up from the ground, ground with his arms like, well, like a frog leap, but 
uh, reversed. <laughs> so he jumps uh, feet first uh, off on the ground and tries to uh, cover as much ground as possible and uh, stands up, um, lands, tries to land, land on his feet uh, facing the beam and Santari to see what's okay. going on. And with that, uh, Sanitary, take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdecordercenter.com. Find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast at josie.com and join us for a worldwide adventure, not next week, which is the 28th, hopefully that 29th, but the week after we will be recording again. So join us on twitch.tv slash Genesee, or you can obviously find this episode on iTunes and listen to the, the whole show. So, bye. Bye. See ya.